It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Carl Blaylock. Hi, hello, 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 and welcome into the WATH studios. I am Carl Blaylock, and on today's show, we're going to talk about college football a good amount. First, we're going to go talk about the college football playoff rankings and how uh, I am going to go on a wild tangent about God's system, as I like to call it. We need to go back to the BCS, and I'll lay out my probably very flawed reasons as to why we need to go back through at least, at least, at least a computer system, in my opinion, even if we don't go back to just the two teams like I envisioned. Then we're going to talk about the Bobcats' big win last night as they took down Buffalo. They're now in the driver's seat of the Mac East. And we're going to talk about the, uh, we're going to talk about a little bit college football or college basketball news as well. I just saw some tweet pretty much saying that Gonzaga and the Big 12 are in talks. So uh, that's uh, not boding well for the Pac-12, in my opinion. We'll talk about what exactly it means and even more in later on in the show. Plus, we'll, uh, we'll come up with a few other things as well. But I'll come up with a uh, trivia question. Well, that was the first thing that popped up. How about this? How about this trivia question? If you know the answer to it, call the number 740-592-6646 or toll-free 1-888-592-6646 if you know the answer to this trivia question. When was the last time Tennessee was ranked number one in any national poll or ranking before last night's college football playoff poll? And that's what we'll start off with. And we'll... Uh, I'll uh, start out by going through it all. UCF rounded up at 25th, Texas 24, Oregon State 23, NC State 22, Wake Forest 21, and Syracuse at 20. Tulane, the highest group of five team, they're at 19, Oklahoma State 18, North Carolina 17, Illinois 16, Penn State 15, Utah 14, Kansas State 13, UCLA 12, Ole Miss, 11. LSU is somehow number 10. USC, 9. Oregon, 8. TCU, 7. Alabama, 6. Michigan, 5. Clemson, 4. Georgia, 3. Ohio State, 2. And Tennessee on the top spot. Now, I think the first thing I thought when I saw this is I was outraged at LSU. How is LSU a top 10 team? Somebody please explain this. Um, all right, they're over Ole Miss, who they just beat. Okay, maybe, maybe that's it. I don't even think that's it. I, 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 legitimately, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how this team is number 10 in the country. The, the AP poll have them at 15. And they were kind of just floating up there because they were uh, they were just kind of floating up there because oh they uh, well they they're an SEC team and they keep winning and they keep winning oh they beat uh, they lost to Tennessee by a lot but oh they beat Florida in the swamp that's hard they beat Auburn that was an ugly game to watch but they beat Auburn Mississippi State looked okay they beat them. Oh, they're a good team. Let's ignore their loss to Florida State game one of the year. Nah, get out of here. LSU is not a good team. They should not be, you know, maybe they should be down in the 20. They have no business, no business being in the top 10, except for the reason of, oh, we'll get Alabama a top 10 win so we can boost them up into the playoff later on. Nah, nah. Here's the thing, and I'm going to try to find this. I know there's... Uh, I know there's websites you can get this. Let's look at the BCS rankings. 
let's look at what the BCS rankings would be. Uh, if it uh, if it was still around. So let's looking at the BCS rankings. It would be Georgia, Ohio State. Tennessee, Michigan, Clemson, Alabama, ECU, Oregon, USC, Ole Miss, UCLA, Utah, Kansas State, and LSU at 14, which I think is a better spot for them. They're 15th in the AP poll, whatever. Okay, Penn State 15, Illinois 16, Oklahoma State 17, North Carolina 18, Tulane 19, Wake Forest 20, North Carolina State 21, Syracuse 22, Texas 23, Liberty 24, and Oregon State 25. That's what the BCS would be, uh, obviously, simulated or whatever. But like, here's the problem I have with the college football playoff system. I think at least you have to take the bias out of it. Because quite simply, I saw a lot of people going, how is an undefeated TCU below Alabama? How? How are they? This is a TCU team. Oh, they played behind. I mean, all right, on paper, whatever, SEC team. That's, that's what you can give it. TCU has looked like more of the complete team, but Alabama, oh, you know, TCU's played from behind a lot of their games. Yeah, against good teams. You know, oh, my God. Oh, oh my gosh. You know, Alabama, hey, weren't they down? Weren't they down against, you know, Texas, Texas isn't that good. Oh, the backup quarterback against Kansas. Kansas still looked good in that game. Not to mention, TCU had to come in and try to defend a quarterback that they've seen no film on. That's not an easy thing to do. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't think there's any reason why TCU should not be above Alabama. And, and then the fact that uh, Clemson jumped Michigan, I think, is also not, you know, what? You know, okay, you know, whatever. Okay, Michigan, they have that week out of conference schedule. Sure, I'll give you that. They have that week out of conference schedule. But uh, was Clemson's any better going up against, hmm, let's see here, Furman, Louisiana Tech, Notre Dame, and South Carolina. They haven't even played Notre Dame and South Carolina yet. And you're telling, and you're telling me that, uh, Michigan's getting penalized for their uh, for their strength of schedule. Come on. Colorado State has had some good seasons in the last few years. Hawaii, they looked decent last year. Uh, UConn, yeah. But still, I, I just, I, I'm not a big fan of that. I'm not at all. I, I do not like Michigan being above Clemson. And, and I'm going to be honest, I want it to go back to two teams. I do. Because you look at most seasons, really there's only about two teams that deserve to get in. I'm going to be honest. The only, the only teams, like, look, and, and a lot of the times, especially look at this year, it's going to sort itself out. Because normally what we see, and there's a few exceptions to this, obviously 2014 with Ohio State. There's obviously some exceptions with that. But look, look aside from 2014, you have 2015. Both games are blowouts. You get Alabama-Clemson in the national title game, like it would have been. 2016, same thing. 2017, same thing. 2018, you see a little bit of difference uh, with Georgia and uh, Alabama shouldn't have been in it. And then Georgia-Oklahoma was a good game. Alabama beat Clemson. And then Alabama wins the title game in overtime. Now, let's look at 2019. I mean, yeah. Clemson, Ohio State is one of the few times where the playoffs really aided it because that was going to be a tight one either way. But I, I, I still think, and I believe Ohio State would have been the number two team. I think Ohio State-LSU was a much better game than LSU-Clemson was. 
I think that was what would have been perfect for that situation. So personally, in my opinion, I think even then, I would have been okay with Clemson not getting that chance. I would have been. They looked really shaky, and they did not deserve to win that game against Ohio State. 2020 with the COVID year, even then still, Alabama and Ohio State were very clearly the two best teams in the country. They looked like it in the semifinal, and then Alabama, you know, they beat the crap out of Ohio State. You had that national championship games. Looking back at 2002, 2003, 2004, USC ran through those teams, or LSU as well in that one year. Last year, pretty much the same thing. You know, Georgia, blowout. Alabama, blowout. No. You're telling me that uh, as much as I hate to say it, Alabama and Georgia were the two best teams in the country that year. That's just a fact. And most everything will settle itself out. Let's look at the top. Let's look at the top six right now. Let's look at the top six right now. We're going to ignore TCU because, let's be honest, the committee would never assume a TCU team would get any far. They're going to lose some. They're going to end up losing some game. They're going to end up losing some game in the last three. They got to play at Texas. They still got to play at Baylor versus Iowa State, and they probably got to replay either Oklahoma State, Kansas State, or Texas. Um, I think they're going to lose that. Look at a Clemson schedule. I, I don't see them beating Notre Dame. I don't. And they're going to be in the conversation, but are you going to tell me you're going to take a Clemson team that uh, who, who's their best win? Who's their best win on the season? Uh, a number 14 Syracuse, uh, a number 21 Wake Forest that uh, they had to hold on to and they really should have lost that game. North Carolina State, which I guess to be fair, North Carolina State is probably a decent win considering they still had Dennis Leary at that point. You know, compared to what all these other teams have, no. And I, I could say this with certainty, because look at the other rest of the teams. You have Tennessee, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and Alabama. And what it's going to settle down to is it's going to settle down in between the Big Ten and the SEC. You're going to have the winner of Ohio State, Michigan, and they're going to wipe whoever comes out of the Big Ten West. Let, let's be honest with this. They're going to wipe whoever that is. There, there's no chance. There is no chance anybody in the Big Ten West has any shot. I don't care how good Illinois right now seems like the favorite for it. And Illinois, yeah, they're just there. I don't know. I'm excited for the Illinois-Michigan game. I ended up, I'm going to that game. My roommate, big Michigan fan, he got tickets over the summer for 45 bucks, eight rows up. Those same tickets are about $200 if he sold it, but they played nobody this year. Their best win on the year is a 9-6 win over Iowa, maybe. I mean, they beat out Wisconsin, but they beat Minnesota. I guess Minnesota would probably be the best win, but they really don't play anybody in the crossover games. They lost to Indiana in one of the crossover games, and then they've got Michigan State and at Michigan. You know, they don't stand a chance. So you're going to have it settle itself out between Ohio State and Michigan to decide one spot in what should be the BCS. And then you're going to have the SEC settle itself out between Tennessee, Georgia, and Alabama, between that Tennessee-Georgia game that is this week and the uh, SEC title game with Bama and probably whoever wins this Tennessee-Georgia game. And you're telling me you're telling me that that wouldn't be the national championship? If we play out this playoff as is, that's going to be the national championship. Let's be honest. We should expand to less. I am not excited for a 12-team playoff. I, I, I'm on record with high school. I think a 16-team playoff is dumb. I do. And we're going to throw that same expanded playoff format in college football and expect it not to be bad? You know, yeah, cool, on-campus games, cool. You can have a few of these games 
you know, whatever. Yeah, it'll be kind of cool to see an SEC team play in the snow against Wisconsin. Sure. But what's the matter if they're going to end up the next week? The next week, they're going to end up getting trounced by Georgia. It's not going to be close. There are two tiers of football teams in the top 25. You have the teams that are actually going to win the national title game. Tennessee, Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, and Alabama. And you have the teams that aren't. Clemson's kind of in the middle there. Where if they get a good if they get a good push, yeah, sure, they might be able to do it, or they could fall apart again like they did last year. TCU ain't gonna win it. They, you know, they'll make it to the playoffs and then they'll get trounced. Same with Oregon and USC, LSU, same thing. Kansas State, UCLA, Illinois, North Carolina. Even if you let Tulane back in. Even if you let another group of five back in, what's the difference? Why do we waste these games? All we're getting is an inferior product. If you have the two best teams in the country, and especially this year, those are pretty well decided. It's whoever comes out of the Big Ten East, and it's whoever comes out of the SEC. Those are by far the two best countries, or the two best teams in the country. And you're telling me, you're telling me that you would risk seeing what could be one of the greatest college football games of all time? We've already had an all-time classic with Tennessee, Alabama. I'm sure we're going to see another all-time classic with Tennessee, Georgia this weekend. Ohio State, Michigan is always a classic. We're going to see a great game with that in Columbus. You're telling me, you're telling me that those games should mean for nothing if everybody gets all in? Everybody gets in. Oh, suddenly those games don't have as much meaning. They don't. You're telling me? And, I mean, it still could happen. Look at the SEC title game last year. Does it mean anything that Alabama has the SEC title from last year? Not really, because Georgia's still got the natty. So you're telling me? You're telling me that, you know, we want to downgrade these games? that we see in the regular season? Yeah, there's still going to be good games or whatever. Oh, you don't like more football? No. I like more meaningful football. That gives us less meaningful football. Because we have these five, you know, the 5-12 games, whatever. I, at least they're going to have some semblance to where we have the, uh, we're guaranteed a group of five in the playoff. But even then, the play group of five is going to get killed. Are you telling me Tulane has a chance at the moment against Michigan? Hell no. No, they don't. It, we need to go back to the BCS. Give the Rose Bowl meeting again. Give the regular season meeting again. Give conference titles a meeting again. What's the difference? I couldn't hardly tell you who's won the Big 12 the last four years. The Pac-12, even less. Because they don't make the playoff. Nobody cares. Nobody cares if they don't make the playoff anymore. Why should they? We've made ourselves an environment to where it lessens everything. I remember back in uh, 2019, back in 2019 when Ohio State missed the playoff. Did we deserve to miss, the, or not 2019, 2018, excuse me, 2018, when we missed the playoff. Did we deserve to miss the playoff? Yes. We would 100% deserve to miss the playoff. There is no way that team would have done anything in the playoff. Did it still mean pretty much nothing to make the Rose Bowl? Yes. I remember back in 20, 2010, 2011, 2010. It was 2010 when the Buckeyes made the Rose Bowl. They played Arizona State. That meant everything. It meant everything to make the Rose Bowl. It was huge. It was a huge deal and that we won it was even bigger. And you're telling me we want to get rid of that? No. I think that is a stupid idea. All of that so we can watch Ole Miss get throttled by Alabama again? All that so we can see all that so we can see two inferior teams? match it out even could be a good game and then they get walloped the next week 
by the teams that actually deserve to have a chance to be there. Because normally there's only one or two or three of them. I don't see it. I don't like the expansion. I think it's dumb. I think it takes away from the regular season. And I think we just need to go to the BCS again. I want two teams. And I'm not. I, this is something I have been trying to be swayed multiple times by this. Never. I want the BCS. I think we need the BCS back computer algorithm-wise because, oh, my gracious. The biases on this committee is terrible. LSU is not a top-10 team. And you're telling me, you're telling me that uh, you're telling me that if we had a Tennessee Ohio State national title game, it wouldn't be ratings through the roof. Come on. I mean, look. I mean, we can look at the TV ratings. Let's look at the TV ratings actually for the college football playoff over the years. Let's look at the college football playoff rankings. Let's look at the college football playoff ones. Let's see, 2020 to 2021. Let's see. All of them averaged about 18, 19. 18, 19 million people watching. That was COVID year. Before that, 25 million watched the national championship game. 21 million watched OSU Clemson. Okay. 25 in the, for the 2019 national championship game. 19 and 16, respectively, for the Orange and Cotton semifinals. Okay. 26 million for the Rose Bowl in 2018. And, you know, 28 million for the 2018. Okay. Sure. Sure. Uh, 2017, 26 million, 19 and 19 million. Okay. Back in 2015, 2016, 26 million. Okay. 18 and 15. Notice how low those were? Uh, Albeit that was on New Year's Eve, but, you know, when these bigger games, notice it's bigger. Notice the numbers are bigger when they're two teams that actually deserve to be there. Like, for example, Clemson, Ohio State, Fiesta in the 2020 Fiesta Bowl. 21.1 million viewers tuned in for that. Yeah. A lot of people are going to watch that. Why wouldn't they? Compare that to the Cotton Bowl in 2019. Clemson's favored by 27 over Notre Dame. It's only 16.8 million. Georgia, Oklahoma, the Rose Bowl in 2018. 26.9 26.9 million. Yeah. It, it, when you have two teams that actually somewhat deserve to be there. You know, let, let's look. The highest, you know, you have 34 million, or 34 million viewers in 2015 for the 2015 game. That was higher. That's the highest one in a while. But let, let's look at a lot of these. And let's look also at the... Uh, Let's look at the different bowl games as well. The New Year's Six. Oh, what's this? The Peach Bowl. Oh, wow. It's down to 5.6. E- even the other ones. They're, they're like 8, 9 million maybe. Let's look back. The last year we had the BCS, the Rose Bowl. 18 million people tune in for the Rose Bowl. 16, 11.4, 11.2 for the others. Let's look back to when it was on national television. 30 million people tuned in in 2010 when it was on national television. I, I just, I think we need to go back to the BCS. We need to put college football back on national television. I've gotten a little bit sidetracked, but I don't care. I, we need to go back to the BCS. And I think that it is the only thing that will save college football. Because whether you like it or not, we're eventually going to end up in the BCS one way or another whether we end up in the BCS because it is the Big Ten and the SEC running everything and it's just their two best teams every year and it basically becomes like the NFL 
or whether it's because we actually go back to what we should in the BCS. Anyways, though, when we come back, we'll talk about Maction and how Ohio is now in the driver's seat to make it to Detroit here on the Sports Van, presented by J&K Contracting. T Bay Roofing, your certified GAF Master Elite contractor, has expanded operations to now serve the greater Athens County, Ohio area. T Bay brings their GAF Golden Pledge warranty for up to 50 years to Athens, and it's even transferable once to the next homeowner. Put your trust in the Mid Ohio Valley's premier roofing contractor. Get started with a free call to 844 Pro Roof, and T Bay will get you a free estimate within 24 hours. That's 844 for Pro Roof. Put your trust in the Mid-Ohio Valley's premier roofing contractor. Get started with a free call to 844-PRO-ROOF and T-Bay will get you a free estimate within 24 hours. That's 844-PRO-ROOF. Now serving the Athens, Ohio areas. Find out more at tbayroofing.com. Quality that's through the roof. T-Bay Roofing. Alana was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma and it's cancer. As a parent, when you're told this type of news, you're gonna do whatever you can do for your babies. When we got to St. Jude is when I realized that, no, you're not gonna get a bill for anything. I don't have to worry about it. They're saying we're gonna help save her. We're not gonna charge you anything. This is what we do. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Weenie Wednesday. Corn dogs and regular hot dogs, $1.19 each. Open 10.30 a.m. to 10 p.m. Head over to Larry's Dog House over on West Union Street in Athens. Tune in on Friday night for high school playoff football on Power 105. This week, the Nelsonville York Buckeyes continue on their tournament trail in Division 6 Region 23 action as Loudonville comes to town to try to knock off the Buckeyes. Pre-game starts at 6.30 with kickoff at 7 Friday night. Nelsonville, York, Loudonville. It's high school playoff football Friday on Power 105. You're listening to 970 WATH and the Sports Fan. After, uh, well, I guess a little bit passionate, maybe a bit too much passionate about the BCS, but I, 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 I will not be told otherwise that we should not go be back to that system. Anyways, how about the Bobbies last night? Uh, looking at the max standings coming in, or looking at the max standings currently, albeit with uh, two more games to be played tonight, specifically Bowling Green and Western Michigan. Uh, the key game, but looking at the Mid-American Conference standings in the East now. Ooh. Oh, well, hold on a second. There we go. Uh, stupid down key. Don't need the Mountain West standings. There we go. Ohio sits atop the East at 4-1, and one, tied with the Buffalo Bulls at that spot, having the tiebreaker for beating the uh, Bulls last night. Bowling Green at three and one, a half game behind. Miami two and three. Kent State two and three, and Akron zero oh and five. Uh, looking at the West, Toledo is four and one, but Ball State coming right behind them. I believe they play next week on e or next Tuesday at e on ESPN. I'll double-check that. I think I saw that. Yes, that is an ESPN game. That's a team that the Bobcats have to play uh, in Muncie on the 15th. So we'll see how they do there. But Ball State definitely uh, still a contender for the West, as well as Western Michigan. Western Michigan, uh, they play Bowling Green tonight. If they win that game, that takes Bowling Green, uh, gives them a hit out of the uh, gives Bowling Green a little bit of a challenge outside of, or, you know, kind of drops them out of the race, although they can get back into it if Buffalo loses again. I think Bowling Green still also has to play Buffalo. 
I uh, no, they already played them and they lost. So Bowling Green, they uh, they cannot afford to have another loss. Uh, but looking at the West, Toledo, Western Michigan, still definitely in it. They beat Ball State earlier in the year, and they also uh, still have to play Toledo. That is a Week 12 matchup. That's the last regular season game for both teams. So. We'll see how uh, that game goes. But how about the Bobcats last night? And we'll talk about that game in depth. I mean, it was it was right from the opening kickoff. It was off for the Bobcats. Uh, first drive, three and out for Buffalo. Defense comes up, and Ohio, they just score. Wiglis, Sam Wiglis having a huge game. 16-yard touchdown pass from Curtis Rourke early in that one, and they just kept it going. I think the first three drives for the Bobcats were touchdowns, or the first three drives were uh, points scored on the board for the Bobcats, and I mean they found themselves up 17-0 at the end of one. And Buffalo, they tried coming back, and it was down to a uh, one-score game twice. Uh, Ohio was up 24-3, and then Toledo, or excuse me, Buffalo scored a touchdown. Uh, after a kind of iffy punt uh, late in the second quarter, Buffalo was able to take that in for a touchdown and then a pick six, and suddenly you're sitting there and looking, oh, no, Bobcats aren't going to blow this, are they? And they didn't. Uh, they came out in this fourth quarter and outscored them 14 nothing in the fourth quarter, pulled away to win 45-24, and really impressive by the defense, especially considering that is a lot of defense that uh, – they kind of struggled with, you know, that, that's they're struggling with injuries. And looking at the total yards, I mean, Ohio with 474 total yards of offense. And, I mean, that's, that's what you need, having that many yards in offense and holding Buffalo to just 260. Uh, three turnovers really aided Buffalo, but still, I mean, there was a lot of times they could not move the ball at all. And if that Bobcat defense continues to step up, Look out, because this Bobcat team might be good. We talked about Ball State a little bit. They also played last night. Uh, Ball State, they played Kent State, and despite Kent jumping out to a quick 13-0 lead in that one, Ball State, well, Ball State, they scored, uh, they scored the next 20 points, and then late in that one scored a touchdown with 3.21 to go. 27-20. The Redbirds getting the win. That's a 5-4 and four in conference. So really good showing for Ball State, really uh, airing it out as well as passing it. So we'll see if that continues. But I, we'll see. I mean, the big thing for the Bobcats last night is they got their sixth win of the season. They're going bowling which is absolutely huge. That's huge for the uh, huge for the Ohio. I mean, this is a team last year that, oh, they looked in trouble. They looked really in trouble. They really looked without uh, – they just struggled. And now you're telling us this is a team that uh, is right in the middle of the MAC hunt for Detroit? I wouldn't have thought at the beginning of the year. But, I mean, the offense has really stepped up. Curtis Rourke has been looked incredible. Incredible this year, and Sam Wiglis getting a coming and transferring in. I mean, th this is a really good team, and they don't want to look too far ahead. But you know, both of them, if they come back next year, look out. I mean, this this could be a really powerful passing offense, and I mean, this could be Rourke and Wiglis. You, you could see them perhaps. Uh, maybe you could see him playing on Sundays a bit, or at least in Canada. And Rourke's case, just like his brother. Uh, one, one interesting uh, sideline guest I heard from last night, Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, was in Peden Stadium last night uh, watching the former Buckeye uh, Wiglis. So I mean, that's, that's pretty, cool to have, uh, pretty cool to have him in there. I, I know for me, uh, I, I was a huge Colts fan growing up, and I still am a big Colts fan. So getting to see, you know, well, first of all, it was weird. It's weird to see Marvin Harrison Jr. 
Ah, uh, because I still, I mean, I'm not that old, and I remember seeing Marvin Harrison Sr., so that, that, that does feel a little bit weird. But it's, uh, it's nice to see the Bobcats doing well, and it's nice to see some uh, national media attention. I know we got a few Big Cat tweets last night and such, and we even had some people, which I personally thought it was, uh, uh, you know, WATH's own Michael Roth who started the chant, uh, we want Georgia, but I know it was caught on the, uh, I know it was certainly caught on the broadcast, and uh, <laughs> hey, why not? Why not? Kent gave him a good game, and we should have bet, beat Kent, so we shall see, but we'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll, uh, we'll look at some baseball. Game three of the World Series was last night. We'll talk about how that went when we come back. Here on the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Here at A Work of Heart, we know winter is coming. As you decorate your home for fall and Thanksgiving, we're getting ready for Christmas. We have scores of pieces of beautiful new art, many designed by our local artist, D. Jones. Pumpkins, scarecrows, snowmen, gingerbread men, Winter gnomes, horses, goats, cows, sheep, pigs, roosters, and so much more, many with inspiring sayings. We also have hundreds of gift ideas that can be personalized on our laser engravers. They make great gifts for all occasions and any season. Usually, you can take the personalized gifts home the same day. As we head towards Christmas, we have the best selection of snowmen in the Mid-Ohio Valley. Many of our snowmen have signs that can be personalized with names to make unique gifts that will be treasured for years. That is a work of heart Grand Central Mall. Come see us today or find us online at a work of heart.biz. Live and local, the sports fan on 970 WATH. <laughs> Sports fan Carl Blaylock here in studio, riding it solo tonight. Nothing wrong with that, though. But uh, how about baseball? And Dusty Baker, I, I've always loved Dusty Baker. And if the Astros can come back and win the World Series this year, I that will be probably the one person on that team I will be happy for. Uh, obviously, grew up a Reds fan and. I mean, I I enjoy I, I I Dusty Baker. He's a great he's a great guy, a great manager. But sometimes he's not a good manager, and decisions like last night. That's reasons why he has never won a World Series. Unfortunately, I mean, look in twenty two thousand two. He's notorious for leaving people in too long, and he did that last night. The Phillies won 7 nothing last night over the Astros. And, well, the big reason why was because of the five, five, yes, five home runs that Lance McCullers gave up. And, you know, you could tell in the second inning it was, it was bad. A two-run homer by Bryce Harper in the first inning, which, by the way, oh, my goodness, you could not. Yeah, I mean, it was almost scripted on the television. I remember seeing that video on Twitter this morning. Uh, I mean, it almost looked scripted. You have just all, all these moments. You just sit there. You got Bryce coming up. It looked like something out of the natural. All, all you really needed was, uh, you know, the uh, Randy Newman's music, and it was a scene from The Natural. It's unbelievable. Uh, Harper hits a home run, and then back-to-back with uh, Alec Baum and uh, Brandon Marsh, and the Schwarbaum, and Reese Hoskins to follow with that, and that was all she wrote. Really good outing by the... Uh, really good outing by the Phillies' bullpen. As well, I mean, Ranger Suarez came in, pitched five innings, 
looked really good with that. And then uh, the bullpen did the rest. And, I mean, it's a bullpen that had questions coming in, but uh, so far they've looked really good. But, I mean, you can't just keep McCullers out there, and that's what uh, Dusty did. And he's been notorious for that in playoff games, unfortunately, and it's disappointing. It really is. I mean, I want Dusty to win a World Series. I want to see him win one. I mean, he, he is hes a legend. He's one of the best managers of all time. But I, I, th- I feel like this is the year. If he's not getting it this year, I don't know when he's getting it. And uh, Astros have a little bit of a hole to work from tonight. Down two games to one. Still in the raucous environment of Philadelphia. That's why it was so important that they got that. uh, Why uh, Philly's winning game one was so important. Uh, Stealing home field advantage away from the Astros. Uh, Looking at the pitching matchup tonight. It doesn't get it gets a little bit tougher for the Astros. Christian Javier will be starting for the Astros against Aaron Nola. Nola looked uh, Nola looked pretty good uh, first time he pitched uh, versus uh, Houston, I believe. Uh, let me make sure. I believe he pitched game one. No, yes, yes, he did. He pitched game one. Uh, gave up five earned runs, actually. So, no, he did not look that good. Uh, four and a third, six hits, five earned runs, two homers. Uh, so, yeah, not exactly the best start for him, but I'm sure he'll bounce back. And Christian Javier, I believe, is making his first start of the World Series. Uh, when was his last start? His last start was uh, against the Yankees in game three of the ALCS. So uh, Javier is not pitched in a game since uh, he's not pitched in a game in almost a week and a half. So you'll have to see what kind of rust he's got coming into this one. So, but I, I, I got to give it to the Phillies. They've not lost a home game at Citizen Bank Park all season, and I, I can't see why they would lose one this week or tonight. I mean, the Phillies have just been that team. And I, I can't see them not being that team. I, I think they win this game tonight. Uh, I would not be surprised if we see another, uh, I, I think we see another Schwarber home run. And I think we also see a, uh, I think we also see another Bryce Harper home run. But we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens in tonight's game. When we come back, we'll have the surefire hot pick as well as uh, whatever else I can find talking about. We'll talk a little bit about Gonzaga possibly moving to the Big 12 and what can of worms that might open after the break here on The Sports Fan, presented by JNK Contracting. I'm Tanya Conrath, and I'm running for state representative. The Conrath family has lived in Southeast Ohio for five generations. Our values are your values. I've dedicated my life to lifting up our region, creating jobs and opportunities so our families can prosper and our kids and grandkids can find jobs here in the most beautiful corner of the state. Let's invest in our future. I'm Tanya Conrath, and I'm asking for your vote for state representative. Paid for by friends of Tanya Conrath. Stay informed about the stock market from Goldsberry Wealth Strategies. Weekdays at 5.30 on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. The report follows the news. Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a broker-dealer and is independent of RJFS. Weenie Wednesday. Corn dogs and regular hot dogs, $1.19 each. Open 10.30 a.m. to 10 p.m. Head over to Larry's Dog House over on West Union Street in Athens. 
Tune in on Friday night for high school playoff football on Power 105. This week, the Nelsonville York Buckeyes continue on their tournament trail in Division 6 Region 23 action as Loudonville comes to town to try to knock off the Buckeyes. Pre-game starts at 6.30 with kickoff at 7 Friday night. Nelsonville York, Loudonville. It's high school playoff football Friday on Power 105. As our Attorney General, Dave Yost is keeping us safe. He's protecting religious freedom, and he's fighting to lower health care costs. Yo, Dave Yost. Paid for by Dave Yost for Ohio. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Local teams, local opinions, the sports fan on 970 WATH. It is the sports fan presented by JNK Contracting with you for another six or so minutes and let's start with the surefire hot pick and that surefire hot pick will be the philadelphia phillies uh it will be the philadelphia phillies i think that they like i said i think those home runs will ring true and uh they'll uh they'll win tonight uh, before we get too far along, again, I'll remind the trivia question. Forgot about that for most of the time. But Tennessee, the number one team in the first college football playoff rankings. When was the last time that Tennessee was ranked number one in any national poll? If you think you know the answer to that, call the number 740-592-6646 or toll free 888 and uh, we'll see if anybody calls in for that. I'll give about four more minutes for that. But uh, while we talk about that, how about the news of Gonzaga to the Big 12, perhaps? Uh, I just saw this uh, just about a minute ago. Pete Thamet, uh writing for ESPN talking about it. And uh, the athletic director was met in person with Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormack in a Hyatt at Frisco, Texas uh, today. Or was that today? Yeah, not today. But uh, the Big 12, Yormack is single-handedly saving the Big 12. They've already kind of raided the American Athletic Conference and uh, really saved their hide there. And, I mean, if they're able to grab Gonzaga... If they were able to get a West Coast team, look out. I, I don't think it's too much longer before you start seeing quite a few more, before you quite start seeing uh, Pac-12 teams jump. And, I mean, I think it'd be good for the West Coast Conference as well because uh, a lot of the years they have a lot of very, very good. They have a lot of very good um, basketball in that conference, but normally you end up with the uh, – uh, with Gonzaga getting in and really nobody else getting in. Last year, obviously, an exception uh, with San Francisco and was it BYU who got in? No, St. Mary's who got in. But Gonzaga to the Big, or Gonzaga to the Big 12 has mul- – I, I think it has more ramifications for the Pac-12 than what the Pac-12 realizes. Because if you're able to get a West Coast team – What's to say you can't get more West Coast teams? And especially with Gonzaga, 
I mean, it, it, you, can, you can be perfectly fine with having a non, uh, even if it's just basketball only. I mean, Gonzaga, if they're able to get into the Big 12, first of all, you are by far, you're going to have, I think, the best basketball conference in the land. And that, that's not debatable. You're going to have Kansas, great team. Texas Tech is building up their program. Oklahoma State is still really good. Iowa State still pretty solid. You're adding Houston into the mix, who's made two Final Fours in the last few years. Baylor. Baylor is still in that conference. Cincinnati brings some good tradition. UCF has been pretty solid over the last few years. And BYU as well. Ah, that, that, that is just a scary, scary, scary murderer's row for a college basketball conference. So, I, you know what? I'd be welcome to see that. I, I would enjoy seeing a... Uh, I, I, I'd enjoy seeing the uh, Gonzaga Bulldogs jump in to the Big 12. Well... The answer to the trivia question, when was the last time that the Tennessee Volunteers were ranked number one in any national poll was back the last time when they won the national championship. 1998 was the last time that they had, were number one in any national poll. So... With them being number one again, going into their uh, going into their game against Georgia, it's certainly something you can't wait for. I'm also interested to see. Actually, I'll have to do some digging on this. If there's ever been a game uh, with two number ones facing off against each other, because Georgia's still number one in the uh, AP poll, and Tennessee being number one in the college football playoff rankings I'm interested to see if that's ever happened before I guess that's a little bit of homework for me to do I'll pass that along to Michael Roth tomorrow as it is Michael Roth who will be joining you tomorrow on the sports fan presented by JNK contracting but until then keep it locked on 970 97.1 FM, W-A-T-H.